This is Modern Woman. Find us at modernwoman.co for further info. My guest today is the CEO of Les Mills, a company that's been established for 51 years, inspiring millions of people every week to fall in love with fitness. Wendy Colson is a strong advocate for bringing health and fitness to the forefront and has been working in the industry for over 20 years. It's lovely to meet with you, Wendy. And you? So tell us exactly what um, is Les Mills? What do you do? Um, Okay, so as you say, Les Mills is over 50 years old and was established um, in New Zealand and still is. Um, It was established by the Mills family. So um, what do we do? Well, in simple terms, we provide research-based group fitness classes and have done that for over 50 years. And we research those classes and every quarter we refresh um, measure the trends, monitor the trends in the industry, make sure it's relevant um, and, yeah, deliver those into clubs, um, health and fitness clubs, um, so they can give their members a great experience. We also um, provide training for instructors. So anyone that's out there that's a passion for becoming an instructor, we can take them through our instructor training journey um, and they can turn their passion, I suppose, into a career. Brilliant. So it's quite uh, multifaceted really yeah um, so um i mean what's your role as ceo over there okay so i'm the ceo for les mills uk and ireland but we're actually in 100 countries globally um we have around globally an instructor base of 140,000 people um and we have 20,000 clubs but here in the uk we have 10,000 instructors um and two and a half thousand clubs that operate with our programs the team I've got here is around 75, um, and that combined is people that work um, in the UK, out in the field, working with our club partners, helping them to get the best out of their programmes. Um, we've got a trainer team that's um, over 80, trainer and assessors throughout the UK. And then in the office, we've got marketing, finance, usual things that you'd find in a business and a support function. Interesting. So would you say that some areas of the business are more lucrative than others? Um, Look, you know, I think if we go back to the purpose of what we do, our purpose, I suppose, as a business is to create a fitter planet. So um, when you talk about lucrative, it's more around how we can align that purpose to um, customers or partners or instructors that really want to make a difference um, to people's lives. So whether that means um, bringing live classes um, to to customers or members or an at-home solution to allow them to to exercise uh, at home, or for those that perhaps don't want to go into a live environment, we provide virtual. So it really comes back to the member and the customers and what they need, as opposed to areas that are more lucrative than others. Interesting. So, And I guess from there, you know, if you're if you're passionate in delivering that, then it's naturally going to be more lucrative anyway, I guess. Um, So how did you get into the fitness industry? I know your background is also hospitality. Um, So tell us more about that. Yeah, well, actually, I started uh, in banking, of all things. So I did 10 years um, in in banking, and um, that was back in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, became a bank manager. But in my spare time, I loved fitness. And so I started teaching classes and, and decided to make a complete career change after 10 years um, and follow my passion, really. And I suppose I've got three passions. Um, 
people, fitness and business. And um, I don't know, I think over the last 20 years, I've been fortunate enough to have roles that um, achieve those three things. And I suppose more latterly here at Les Mills, found like I've, I've got the perfect job. It, you know, you go back to your why, why you do things. And I suppose what gets me up every day is to make a difference. And whether that's a difference to my team, um, to, to our business, to somebody else's business, um, and have a real sense of purpose. Um, that's why I got into the industry and I've worked my way up uh, from, I don't know, uh, doing the full plant and cleaning the equipment to becoming a trainer, to becoming an instructor, general manager, operations. We ran our own business for several years, which was a training business um, in the industry. And yeah, I just don't know where the 20 years have gone. So quickly, I don't feel as though I've been in it 20 years because I'm learning something new every day, and I think that's the exciting thing about the industry. Yeah, um, it's fast moving, it's social. Um, yeah, it's just a great industry to be involved in. Yeah, and I guess you love it as well, which makes everything so much easier. Honestly, yeah, you know, I, I don't, and I can honestly say this: I don't ever have the Sunday night blues. Um, and even when you have a challenging day. It's just if it's if it's you, if if it's your passion, um, doesn't matter what the challenge is, and if you believe in the purpose, it's it doesn't feel like work. It's a vocation, and I just feel so fortunate that I've, I've found a role that that does that. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you said you worked your way up um, to your position where you are CEO today. Yeah. I mean, what sort of assets or would, skills would you say that? got you to where you are compared to obviously so many others that don't um you know withhold such high up positions and they're normally trainers or you know in areas different areas of fitness but you yeah. see you've obviously stuck at it and you know you've worked your way up and um, how would you say you really did that what was the um you know the crux to get in there gosh um i'm resilient i suppose <laughs> um and I do believe you can be anything you want to be. Um, I honestly do. Um, did I did I ever think I'd become CEO of Les Mills UK? No. Um, but did I aspire to making a difference? And you know, did I dig in and work hard? Um, absolutely. Um, you fail, but you fail fast. You learn and you move on. Um, and I think that's what you you need to do. Um, when I was younger, I, I, I did used to think, oh, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want that role. But I don't know, over the last five to eight years, I've, I've kind of enjoyed the roles I've been in, irrespective of title or what they are. Um, and if I'm making a difference, then I'm, I'm carving out my future. And I think if you're totally fulfilled, um, you, you get there anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you mentioned about that you feel like you failed a few times. Um, tell us about a time that you might have, that you feel like you failed and sort of worked your way back again. Um, I think um, when we set our own business up, you kind of always aspire to running your own business. And at the time, um, I think we just had Millie. I've got a 14-year-old daughter and she was about 18 months old. And I truly believed that myself and my husband could make a difference in the industry. So we took a risk. And um, I think it was a Sunday afternoon walk. We decided, right, 
we can do this. We can set up our own business. Um, and along the way, they weren't failures. They were just massive learnings. Yeah. Um, and, and in some respects, you know, when it is your own business, it makes you appreciate lots of things, um, whether that's uh, your time, your family, um, the challenges, uh, you know, when it's your own business, you get up every day and if you don't make it happen, it doesn't happen. And then as your business grows, you've got to let go of, of that and trust in your team or people that you employ to deliver your brand. That's a lesson learned because you can't control everything. So I'd say that was probably one of the biggest challenges, but really rewarding personally and professionally. Um, and gives you a sense of grounding. Um, you know, there'd be times where you didn't, you didn't pay yourself for a month or two months because you'd got a team to pay or you'd invest the money back in to make whatever you were doing better um, to make a difference. Um, and they were they were tough times. You know, you'd just pay your mortgage, you'd pay your food bill, and yeah, that'd be it. And so how would, you, how would you say that the fitness industry has changed over the years as a business? Um, that's a really interesting question because I did come out of the industry for about three or four years when I went into hospitality. Um, and, and when I came back, the things that I noticed most that had really started to shake up the industry was the introduction of the um, budgets, the budget chains, um, disrupting the industry, uh, making it more accessible, um, digital uh, innovation, um, so apps, um, virtual, at-home solutions. They were the two big things that I felt had really changed from, from when I stepped out of the industry and came back. The challenge is always getting people into the habit of fitness, enjoying it, having a great experience, and if you can yeah, crack that. absolutely, because it's obviously very competitive as well, right? Yeah, yeah. But only 14% of the population, you know, at the moment belong to a health club. So there's plenty of opportunity, but it is um, it is competitive. But it, it always has been, even when I started 20 years ago. Even it was fast growing. Um, it, it's an industry where people adopt quite quickly. Yeah. Okay. And so what advice would you give to someone who's starting up in the fitness industry today? Um, ooh, okay, what advice? Um, look, I think if, it, if it's because you are passionate about fitness and, and changing people's lives and adding value then um, no matter what challenges personally or professionally you come by, stick at it. Um, because I think if you have that sense of purpose and belief, then you will reach any goal that you think you can. And I think it all comes down to personal belief. So I would say don't give up. Yeah, a million percent. And what would you say drives you, Wendy? Adding, adding value. Um, so seeing somebody or something grow or change as a result of, uh, of something I may have done or may have um, said or helped along the way. I think, you know, my team and people are the most important. And I think if you look after your team, um, everything else 
um, looks after itself. Business fascinates me. You know, I just like everything to do with business. Um, and then also, you know, fitness. I was never, you know, great at any one sport at school. Um, I, I, was, I was never a competitive swimmer or runner, just a general person that really enjoyed the feeling of being fit and healthy. And that drives me. Brilliant. So where do you live at the moment then? Like uh, you said, you've got one daughter, is it, Millie? Yeah, Millie. She's 14. Typical millennial. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the challenges that come with that. So um, she educates me constantly. Um, uh, we live uh, in a village in Bedfordshire. My husband's right. from Yorkshire. Um, Where is he from? Yorkshire. So, um, right, okay. We lived in Yorkshire, Millie was born in Yorkshire, but we moved down to Bedfordshire four years ago just because getting into London and out of London was a lot easier that way. Parents are from Ireland originally, but live in Birmingham. And uh, yeah, my sisters also live in live in Birmingham. Brilliant. So, um, I mean, obviously you were, you know, bringing up your daughter and still, and, you know, running the business as well. Um, how did you find that being sort of a working mum and still doing that today? Gosh, do you know it's challenging and you never think you're doing the right thing, but you have to put perspective on things. And again, I suppose I've learned that. It's about um, work-life flow. We talk a lot about it at work. Um, sometimes, you know, work will pull you, but it's rebalancing it. And when your life pulls you or you need time with the family you take it so um it's a juggling act you know between me and my husband who's going to get home first who's cooking tea who's dropping off but we we manage it so um in terms of i want to talk about women's rights obviously because we're um interviewing four modern women what do you feel what's your um what are you passionate about in terms of women's rights and is there a particular area that you would like to see change or forward this is an interesting one because i think um people should um play to their strengths they should be allowed to um, evolve and develop um, and play to, to the strengths, um, no matter whether you're a woman, a man, whatever gender. Um, so, you know, as a, as a woman that's working in the modern world, um, if you believe in yourself and you're confident um, and you're in a role that plays to your strengths, then, yeah, you, you know, you'll be successful. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, in terms of the future, where do you think that sort of lies, um, sort of, you know, your industry? Um, what do you think, what's your main focus now in terms of the next 10 years, five, 10 years? Um, my personal focus or the industry, do you think? Uh, well, let's say uh, your personal focus first of all. Okay, so I think I've got plenty of work to do in the role I'm in. Um, and I want to make a real difference. To, to the business, Les Mills UK, to fitness in general. It's an exciting industry and um, there's just so much opportunity, whoever you are, um, whatever role you're currently in. Um, I think digital innovation, immersive fitness, um, there's still you know lots of um, opportunity in that space and I'm excited to see what the future brings with that and um, I want to be part of that um, and it does mean a lot of personal learning 
And I laughed about my millennial daughter teaching me things, but she does. Um, and, you know, they often say, if you want to learn something, ask a child. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a really exciting industry to be in and um, looking forward to seeing what difference I can make in that, whether, you know, it's in the current role that I'm in. Globally, we've got so much opportunity in Les Mills. Things like projects, roles, innovation, it crops up every day. Just, um, you mentioned, you've mentioned digital a few times and I'm keen to know, so where... I mean, obviously, um, webinars and in terms of, you know, home fitness, that's obviously um, been influenced by digital a lot. Um, I mean, what, what do you think the future holds in that respect? What do you think is the next step? Gosh, well, we're in the age of immersive fitness at the moment. And, um, you know, you'll see that all over the news. Um, so we have um, the trip which is our immersive 3D cycling experience. But I think the industry still needs to help beginners. So virtual and, and we have Les Mills On Demand, which is at the at-home solution, helps um, people that maybe do need that helping hand into fitness. Um, and I, I think definitely that's something that will get more and more people into health and fitness and into the industry. Um, I think tracking you know, people like to know how many steps they've done, what calories they've burned. So, you know, tr fitness tracking and, and apps are um, results, especially the millennials. They, they want a, an experience, but they want results. And I think that's definitely an exciting part of the industry for the future. Um, what would you say is your golden rule in business? Golden rule in business. Um, be authentic. And just one more question. Um, describe yourself in one word. Uh, do you know what? I asked the team that earlier. <laughs> um, and some were saying um, passionate. Some were saying dynamic. Some, some said authentic. Yeah, I suppose that's three words. But Great. That's, <laughs> that's good. Okay. Well, it's been really lovely chatting with you, Wendy. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I'd just recap by saying, you know, if you believe that you can, you will. So anyone out there that's thinking about their personal future, their aspirations, and the only thing that's standing in front of them is them. So I honestly believe that anything's possible. Yeah, brilliant. That was Wendy Colson from Les Mills.